the heck is going on, everybody? It's your guy, Snowbike Mike, welcoming you back to another episode of the Kind of Funny X-Cast, your home for all things Xbox here at Kind of Funny. Of course, today I am joined by my two incredible, amazing, awesome, and just the best co-hosts that I could ever ask for, Gary Witta and Alana Pierce. Gary, I'm going to kick it to you first. How are you doing this week, Gary? It's always nice to have you. Well, let me tell you, Mike, I'm doing pretty good. I got no complaints. Got Does no yours complaints. have the Master Chief on it? Does it what? Your box have the Master Chief on it. Uh, Heck yes, yeah. it does. Okay. I was really curious about if that was a thing that we only got on the preview units uh, that they were just like expected it to be out for launch and then you guys who got further waves that don't say my box says prototype, I guess yours don't say prototype on them. No, this then is the, as far as I can tell, this is the final retail box. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I mean, it's got the barcode and all that good stuff on it. So, yeah. You got that prototype. Very exciting. My dreams are fully powered. <laughs> I know Gary is pumped up about that. And we're going to talk about our unboxing experiences here in just a little bit. But we have Alana Pierce here. She's incredible. She's amazing. And she has some special news for all of us. So, Alana Pierce, break it down for me. Oh, you're making it sound like it's good news. I don't know that it's good news. I don't. It's very sad for a lot of reasons. But uh, I uh, this is going to be my last episode of the kind of funny X cast, which is the part that I'm sad about. Um, it's been so much fun being on here for like I think I think you said 15 weeks or something. 15 weeks. Yep. Yeah, and I'm actually That's just flown like, by. I know, and just so much news. Like I feel like it's been such a, a good time to do this, and Microsoft has given us so much to talk about all the time, which suddenly makes it easy. And so many game releases that I didn't expect, like little ones, like tell me why Battletoads and all that stuff. But uh, basically, I am moving to a new position that would definitely impact my schedule, amongst a number of other things that I'll be able to announce soon, but not quite yet. But uh, yeah, it does mean that this is my last episode of the show, and I just want to say thank you to both of you being absolutely wonderful um and thank you to the entire kind of funny community you guys have like i always knew the community at kind of funny was rad uh but it's been very cool to be even more of a part of it for this period of time and i hope that the x cost can live on forever greg well i mean that's Tim. my question mike what are we going to do how do we how do we soldier on after this what's going to happen next what does the post Alana X cast even look like? I, it's, I, I kind of. I mean, here's the thing: is like, I'm pretty sure the only reason that they were like really renewing the show is because of Alana. So we'll have to see. Oh, you can't put that. Yeah. No, mommy. <laughs> if if if, nah, if Greg doesn't renew kidding. us, uh, if if Greg doesn't renew us on the next go around, we know that we now know the reason why. <laughs> Because it was Alana propping us up all Don't along. Don't put that on Alana, because she'll see my face one day and she'll be like, "Oh no, I ruined that kid. You know, I ruined his dreams." But for real, Alana Pierce. Before we get into any of that. You know, it's a sad, emotional day to see you go. But I will say on behalf of myself and the whole team, thank you for being an inspiration. Thank you for being a mentor. Thank you for being open and honest and willing to try something new. You know, I love to bring a lot of energy and you and I are kind of like yin and yang with our energy cycle. So it's really nice that you accepted me and taught me so much. So thank you, Alana, for being so incredible to not only me, but to your community and the gaming world in general. So thank you so much. Thank you. I appreciate it. You don't have to thank me for anything, Mike. You're, you're great at what you do. You're the that's best. All, that's um, all you. It's particularly sentimental uh, for me because I don't know if Alana even remembers this, but I certainly do. I actually met Alana because of the Xbox. I was invited to be on a special Xbox IGN podcast where the, the objective was to rank the top 10 Xbox 360 games of that generation. And Alana and I... We're both panelists on that, and that's how don't we even met. remember so, that. Despite no, you know, yeah, that's, that's okay. I think I was on that podcast the, for like the correct the correct answer. Years. True, 
the correct answer, true or not, was of course I remember Gary. How could I possibly forget? But I'll take the truth. <laughs> I think I vaguely <laughs> remember that because I think we it, were also live showing like a ranking list, and I think I kept fucking with y'all and putting like joke games onto it. I've, it was, it one, was of one of those open door office? things where I yeah. Yeah. brought a lot of people okay, in. Okay, okay, I think um, I do remember that. Yep. And yeah. Uh, yeah, it was good. And I can't remember. There was some argument over what the because I remember going like this, like the list that we came out with at the end was awful. I was like, this list is so wrong. <laughs> and the democratic process is clearly so broken that we're deciding <laughs> these are the 10 best uh, Xbox 360 games. Uh, but it was really fun. And so I met Alana uh, talking about the Xbox and uh, was and, and here we are at the end of a chapter still talking about the Xbox. So. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. And I got to meet Alana by talking Xbox as well. So that's a pretty special one right there. It, brings, Xbox, it brings people together, Mike. No yep. doubt. Making dreams well, come true or whatever. Let's Powering our dreams. Let's keep talking about Alana. Let's keep talking about awesome memories since we have Alana on for one more episode. And mm-hmm. you know, we'll start the show in just a little bit. But Alana, you know, why don't you go through a couple of some of your favorite Xbox memories for us and the best friends out there? I mean, you've been on podcasts. You've been on live shows. You've played all these games. You've had all these memories. like. Is there a couple that you really want to share with all of us as we head into a new generation with Xbox? If you ask me that, there are definitely like a few things that come to mind immediately. And I will say my first time playing Sea of Thieves on the E3 show floor, which is when they still had Xbox booths before they had moved to the Mixer booth before they had moved out of E3. So um, a while back now, because that's changed a lot, obviously, um, was just so funny because there are four of us standing there in person learning how this game works in real time against a team of devs, and I think there was like one just sort of E3 audience member or whatever you would call them, attendees, what I'm looking for. Uh, And we realized that we could hijack someone's ship and have one of our crewmates stand and and hold their wheel and then they wouldn't be able to move. (laughs) I'm definitely screwing up all of my ship terminology right now. But um, it just, it was so funny that I ended up like basically crying, laughing, absolutely the best uh, game demo I've ever had playing Sea of Thieves. And at that point, I'd had so many experiences where you play something on a show floor or you play something uh, at a preview build like Evolve and you think it's incredible. Um, and then you can go home and it can kind of lose that appeal of like A, being in person or B, the excitement. And so I just kind of assumed that would happen with Sea of Thieves, but it absolutely hasn't. It's like every time I've ever played that game, it's been so much fun. When I bought the dog recently and my friend immediately put it in a cannon. <laughs> I didn't know you could do that. And I was mortified. Like just, I have so many good Sea of Thieves memories. Um, to go way further back, I'm going to say Brute Force. Because that was the first game that my sister and I were able to play co-op on the original Xbox. And I guess my sister was a coward. So she would just sort of hide behind rocks and use, I think she had like the cloak ability, um, use special abilities or go for collectibles while I would then shoot everyone at the same time, which sounds like it would be very useless in a four player co-op game to have, even though we're only playing two players, to have one person just like not do anything at all. But it actually worked out great. We had a very good system. She was very helpful uh, about telling me where enemies, it's like she played a scout, even though that wasn't a role, just because she didn't want to shoot anyone. Um, and I feel like that's a, a thing that I've never forgotten and my family has never stopped making fun of her for. We're just being very cowardly and brute force. Um, and I don't remember just, brute force. How did that, like, do, do I remember that game? Why don't I remember brute you should, force? Gary, you should, Gary. You should. Gary, you should. It's awesome. Well, certainly, certainly on CF and Mike, what was the game that I said to you right before the show? I'm thinking about getting into this game. Should I get into it? Mike's saying, I got I to gotta get into Sea of Thieves, apparently. Everyone's having fun but me. Sea of Thieves is fantastic. All right, yeah, I'm going to get into Alana. it. It's a good time. after the show. All right. Yeah, it's it it is super fun. It I think is better if you play it with someone who has a lot of experience. 
And I still don't right. consider myself to have a lot of experience. So when I play, I play with my friends who are like hardcore about it. And I'm just like, tell me where to go. Because if I play it by myself, <laughs> I don't have enough direction, maybe. But I think, Mike's got, salt, I think Mike's got a pretty salty crew that's going to help me out. He's gonna yeah, we got some me. sea dogs out there. I'm like <laughs> Alana. I like to dogs. get right up on the mast and I just sit there and just make them move mm -hmm. the boat and do everything while I look at the <laughs> beautiful scenery. It's just, there's so many chaotic, stupid things that can happen in that game, but it's just, it's so fun. It's just so fun. I think, um, yeah, one of my favorite games of the generation in a very specific way like that. The other game that the, the franchise was going to shout out is Gears. I just have so much love for Gears and Halo and playing multiplayer with everyone that I will never grow out of, I don't think. I never feel excited for Infinite it. whenever it's coming out. No doubt, right, Alana? It's going to be so much fun. And we will be talking about Infinite. Of course, we could sit here and talk about anything with Alana all day long. She's not going anywhere. You can find her everywhere on a YouTube channel sure. and everything in between. So make sure to go out there, support Alana, and encourage her on her new opportunity that we'll find out at a later date. But right <laughs> now, of course, this is all about X-Pax. It's the kind of funny X-Cast each and every weekend on Saturdays. We post at 6 a.m. West Coast, Best Coast time at youtube.com slash kind of funny games and on podcast services around the globe. So please make sure to like, share, and subscribe to the YouTube channel. And do me a favor, go down in the comment section right there and spread some Xbox love to Alana. Encourage her on her next step and uh, let her know that we'll miss her. All right. So that is all we have for the housekeeping news, except for Donktober. The Donko Ween special happens <laughs> tomorrow. That's right. Halloween, October 31st, twitch.tv slash kind of funny games at high noon. That's 12 PM. Lady, later today, if you're watching this in the, the morning, it's coming up. Later today, yeah. make sure to be there because uh, you don't want to miss out on Donka Ween. This is going to be a good time, right, Barrett? Just expect a good old chaotic stream with me and Bless. It's Don. It's Donka Ween. It's Halloween. It's a mixture of Bless's favorite uh, things in life: Donkey Kong sixty four and Halloween. You can only Again, imagine we're gonna we're going to celebrate. That's kind of funny. He's number one Halloween guy. Yes. You know, I don't yeah. know how do you combine those two things? Oh, Gary, you'll just have to tune in. Twitch.tv slash kind of funny games <laughs> this afternoon, 12 p.m. Pacific time. And it's the since it's the final episode, uh, we're rounding up our DK64 playthrough with Blessing finally beating the game for his very first time. Mm. It's going to be a great time. Oh, yeah. well, let, let's talk about some more fun stuff. We'll keep the energy up as we check our dashboard and jump into the news. I want to bring the hype and I want to keep it positive. So let's talk about Xbox and Snoop Dogg unveiling the Xbox Series <laughs> X fridge. That's right. Last week, we saw all the hype. One of my favorite artists out there in the world, Snoop D-O-double-G, has unveiled for his birthday a custom cake, and it was delivered in the world's first ever fastest, most powerful Xbox Series X fridge. This is coming from the Xbox Wire because all of you best friends out there need to know that one lucky fan will have the chance to power their dreams and win their very own Xbox Series X fridge, birthday cake, birthday cake not included, by simply retweeting the Xbox Sweepstakes tweet from October 28th through November 4th. Alana, I'll kick it to you first because this is just a fun one. They've turned the meme into reality. We saw Snoop. We saw iJustine. What did you think of the big fridge? They're just... Microsoft is so good with stuff like this. Like... It, I think it's awesome. Um, very funny. Garish. Like, I would, there's there's a, a thing where you can enter to win it, and I would do it, but I was like, I already get enough cool stuff. Somebody else should win that. But, like, I would totally have it at my house. I think it's really funny. And I remember when um, I was still in Australia, I think I had left the Xbox team by the point that this happened, but I did work for Xbox in Australia. And 
they made Xbox onesies because people kept making fun of the name Xbox One. So they were like, let's just make the Xbox onesie. Uh, we had pool floaties in Australia. Yeah, yeah they those did. It was grease-free cool PUBG controllers. Like, I just feel like they do a lot of like very silly, fun stuff that, I don't know, they they feel less like a corporation sometimes. Um, of course they are, and that's, that's the marketing illusion. But uh, just, I love the fun. Love the fun in it. I appreciate it. Gary, could we see you shoving the Xbox Series X fridge somewhere in that studio of yours behind you, maybe replacing the couch right there? I'm actually in the market for a new fridge, so I'm very much interested. Maybe I will enter that uh, contest. By the way, quick plug, uh, the Animal Talking Halloween Spooktacular, by the time this podcast goes out, will be out on YouTube, my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Gary Witter. And in fact, the only other recipient of the Xbox fridge, other than Snoop Dogg, my good friend, I Justine, she got the other one. Uh, she's on that show. Um, and, uh, we're going to be talking about, uh, the, the actual, like, I'm going to get some straight from the, straight from the Justine's mouth, um, uh, Intel on what it's like to, uh, to actually, uh, have that fridge and unbox it and play it around with it. It must have been so expensive. I mean, it's, mi it's Microsoft, right? They've got, they've <laughs> got money. True. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it was very expensive, but I think it was worth it in terms of, look, we're talking about it right now, right? Mission accomplished. Yeah. They, 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 they turned a meme um into uh into a pr win for them and i will say i agree with alana that generally i think that the microsoft the xbox pr marketing team in general has done a far better job than sony of projecting just like a fun uh you know image yeah, yes they are both major corporations but to me the sony pr effort always seems much more like when they did that when they did that tear down and that unboxing like all their official pr messaging is so buttoned down and serious and it doesn't really project an image of of fun and kind of frivolity the way that i think xbox does and even when things go wrong for them you know like again there was this oh it looks like a, it looks like a bloody fridge well okay so they made a fridge out of it they, they took a negative meme and they turned it into something fun why didn't why didn't ps5 turn like, make a giant air conditioner that looks like a ps5 because you know the way that people would talk like, you know, yeah or a giant router or something or a giant ice cream sandwich whatever they could they could have done something fun with it but i just feel like that's not that's just not how sony pr operates they are more serious and more buttoned down and more corporate and more kind of white collar than the xbox guys who do project i think a better uh, image of fun remember when remember when the xbox stuff leaked early the series s stuff leaked early their twitter team was on that really fast and turning it into a meme turning it into a pr win uh as well the only thing i would have maybe i'm wrong because i haven't looked at the unboxing yet the only thing i would have done differently with the xbox fridge is actually put a real xbox series x in there somewhere so it would actually have the hdmi and and, and ethernet outs and everything so it can so place it can add, yeah it's not only is it a fridge yeah, it's also a, a real xbox series x like plug it in and it, yeah, know, all, they, all they all they had to do was build a real one into the back of the thing, and with the with the outputs um, accessible. So just have your, they, dis, your fridge display be a little TV. Yeah. That wouldn't have been that hard. That surely. Been, no, they, I mean, would have been would have been a bit. You know, hey, Xbox, <laughs> Xbox marketing, you know where to find me. I'm available. Problems for you. No, but it it, it, it it was cool, and you know, everyone was like, "What the hell?" And that's the kind of you know, when you've got money to burn in with a marketing budget, and you've got a good a good sense of humor. That is the kind of fun stuff that we like to see. We we all need cheer up this time of year god knows uh so um uh, yeah it was it was good it was just a cute bit of fun they, they, so they only made three right snoop got one justine got the other one and then th and then the third one i guess they're gonna give away in a contest prize yeah i understand that's, that's correct, correct. That's right. i, I just know, was looking up the, the snoop dog cake i didn't know that was a thing as well yeah cake that's was so inside neat. there for his birthday it was very cool, cool. and it lights up green on the inside right they got the, like, the green interior lighting and everything it's very cool they, they they did a good job with it
Yep. It's got the exterior power light. It makes a sound when you open it up. It's green on the inside. It's cool as can be. And, you know, it's <laughs> funny. Alana brings up how cool Xbox has been with some of the marketing ploys that they've done, right? And she brought up the pool floaty and the onesie that I absolutely loved and adored and was so upset that I wasn't in that region to get. And they actually, I brought this up before, but they have the body wash and the body spray That's line right. that they created that was New Zealand and Australia <laughs> only. And a kind of funny best friend, Kebabs, who we've all known and seen in the chat before, he sent me all of these to make sure that I could have them because he knew oh how much I loved God. them. So thank what you. Is that like shower Bob. gel or something? You've yeah. got there? What the hell is that? I got the shower gel. I have the uh, antiperspirant. And I believe this is the deodorant body spray. So I, I'm wow. going to use them. I would wow. save them forever. Have you, have, you been using, have you been using these products? I have not you smell used them. Ode to Xbox. You got to, I mean, what, is it, what does it smell like? Xbox, that's the line. I, What's what's the aroma? Mm, light hints of uh, <laughs> you know Cheeto dust, uh, lemon Mountain lime, Dew. Mountain Dew. Yeah, <laughs> oh, beautiful. It smells good. You guys are the best. Let's Man, keep it rolling. Those roll with uh, some unfortunately some <clears throat> um, you know some sad and a little bit on the opposite side news. Chris Lee has stepped down from Halo Infinite. A little blurb coming from IGN by Matt Kim. Halo Infinite project director Chris Lee has left the project. After following a delay that will see the next Master Chief adventure released in 2021 instead of this holiday, Lee confirmed the departure to Bloomberg News. In a statement, Lee said, quote, I have stepped back from Infinite and I'm looking at future opportunities. I believe in the team and I'm confident they will deliver a great game. And now is a good time for me to step away. End quote. Lee is the latest top director to depart the project after creative director Tim Longo left 343 in 2019, followed by lead producer Mary Olson. Halo veteran Joseph Staten now leads the single-player campaign development, and Pierre Hintz is leading multiplayer. Uh, quote, Chris Lee remains a Microsoft employee, and while he has stepped back from Halo Infinite right now, we appreciate all he has done for the project to date, end quote. Microsoft said in a statement provided to Bloomberg. Alana... Do we think him stepping down and leaving this project will affect Halo Infinite's development as now we look at kind of picking ourselves back up from missing this launch title date and moving to 2021? Like him specifically, though, I, you know, everyone speaks very highly of him, uh, well-regarded. I'm sure he's has had a huge impact on the team. I'm not trying to not say that. It's the amount of turnover that this project has had that really concerns me. Just adding another person to the list of, of people who've left the project really worries me um uh, you know for a game that was supposed to come out in a few weeks initially is like how and how is this happening at this point in development it's it's just concerning um i know that they i've spoken about this on the show before they had uh basically story rewrites to align more closely with what halo fans wanted after um a lot of people weren't happy with everything that went down with Locke. and um i know that was a, a thing that was definitely sort of an unusual development cycle was encouraged via that. Uh, but, you know, people in leadership positions leaving on projects and, and more than one uh, just makes me so curious about what's going on there. And, you know, I guess it ultimately doesn't matter because we don't have a release date right now. Like, it's kind of nice to not go the cyberpunk route, for example, where they've given us release dates and said it's coming out and then pushed it. Uh, which, of course, I understand why they have to do that for business reasons. They're a publicly traded company. They generally have to do it for the stock market, not for us. 
But that aside, uh, not having a release date means I don't feel like, uh, well, are they going to get this out by December? Is it going to be on fire? They ultimately have all the time in the world that they need to do it. Um, it uh, is definitely a blow to them business-wise the longer they have to push it uh, because, you know, you want it as close to the launch of this console that you're, you're trying to put Master Chief on the box of. Um, but that, I mean, that's in its favor. They have, they really take all the time in the world. I just, my, in my head, I'm like, something is wrong with this game and I don't know what it is. Gary, what are your thoughts on somebody so important leaving the team like that? We know he kind of took, you know, I would say his role kind of changed as they brought in Joseph Staten and kind of changed up the formula after this delay. He's been here with 343 Industries since 2008 or 2008, a year after its founding. What do you think there, Gary, when you see people like that leave? You know, I always am very, very cautious about this kind of idle speculation because, um, for example, I, I've seen it from the other side. Like I worked on Star Wars for a couple of years and I saw all kinds of media reports coming out on all kinds of projects that I knew what was, it, 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 I would see the media reports and I'm like, this bears no relation to what's actually, what I know true. to be true. And so I'm always very, very careful about the about this. I, I, I understand we, we, you got to get people clicking on, on websites and we got to we got to drive those 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 headlines and i get it i get it um uh, and i had to tackle this earlier in the week because the news dropped uh right on a on a wednesday when i was doing kind of funny games daily with greg so i talked about it a bit earlier this year um who knows i mean i i do think in general to alana's point i agree that i think we are i think this game has now officially entered the status of being like a troubled game right like it's it seems like a troubled development it you know they it was a, a huge, huge hit that they didn't get. You know, we sh in, in an ideal world, we are all talking about. And we talked about this earlier. Here's Master Chief, right, right on the back of the Xbox Series X box. They they fully intended and fully hoped, and it was a key pillar of their launch strategy that they would launch with the game, the Xbox game, the new Halo. It's the mm -hmm. big one. Nothing else even comes close as a standard bearer for Xbox. And they couldn't do it. They couldn't do it. And um, that's a that's that's a big fail, and it's deeply it's a massive bummer. Uh, as, as Phil Spencer said uh, when when I spoke to him a while ago, it's a bummer. There's no other way around it. There's no way to spin it. It's just really really sad news. And uh, but what but what does it mean for what's going on behind the scenes? Yeah, I'd love to be a fly on the wall, and I would love to know what's really going on. But you know, it's been one negative media cycle after another. They did that demo that everyone said oh, it doesn't really look that good. You remember we talked about that I think on our very first show. Um, and then the, and then it got and then the game got pushed back to God knows when another negative and now and now like you know cycling uh, people at the very top of the project now again that can be good news or for all we know people in inside the Halo development team are high fiving right now because they know that maybe this actually is good news absolutely who knows who yeah. knows this might be what the project needs to get it back on track we, without knowing anything about um uh chris leaving or the person who's replacing him it could be what it, they could be make, making the kind of moves that are needed to get the project back on track um and i do genuinely believe because microsoft can't afford for this to, for there to be any other outcome that when halo infinite eventually comes out whenever that will be it will be a banger of a game and, and we'll forget that we ever had conversations like That's this what so this we'll all is for yeah, Ultimately. we'll we'll talk about we'll talk about these conversations in the context of oh, can you can you you know can you believe that we ever thought that this game uh would you know might not work out great because look what happened I I genuinely think that we will get to a good place because simply because Microsoft cannot afford to to mm. let that happen they cannot have the Halo game come out and be you know not good especially as the the first one in the next generation my best prediction my best you know without any real um uh, uh information to go on just my gut tells me. I think we'll be seeing this next holiday. I think this is now a holiday 2021 game. Um, that's, and well, you know, uh, 
say clip this, come back and tell me if I'm wrong when it if and when it happens. Uh, but I but I feel like that's given that they if they're still making like major strategic changes at the top those are not things that you do when the game's a couple of months away from shipping those those are things that you do when they still have a lot of real work to do to kind of find the game like they might still be in search of the game that will end up being uh halo infant and who know who knows where the hell they are only the people deep inside uh the inner sanctums of 343 and microsoft really know what's going on that's why i, I really really hesitate you know we want to talk about it it's fascinating i get it but we don't really know what's going on and so i always am very uh, hesitant about this sort of thing um my my only two predictions are it will still be a great game despite all of the trouble that they've clearly had in development. Um, but I don't think you'll be playing it before next holiday season. I have a my, I know that wounds you. That uh, wounds you. I'm missing a halo-shaped <laughs> piece of my heart right now. It hurts <laughs> to look at that box and think about what could have been. But you know what? The team over at Xbox has done a fantastic job. And moving to our next one is Jason Ronald put out the tweet letting us know that this Xbox team is for real about backwards compatibility and ensuring that all of our games from the past and present move forward with us to the next generation. And so the tweet reads, after 500,000 plus hours of testing, we are excited to share that all Xbox, Xbox 360, and Xbox One games playable on Xbox One today, except for the handful that require Connect, will be available and will look and play better on Xbox Series X and S at launch. Man, that sounds really now, cool to have. I know. love that. It would be really cool it's, to have that on PlayStation. I think everything too. does work now, actually. And it, Except, it has like, anything that requires connect. That was the one caveat. Yes, which which makes total sense. Uh, not looking at those. I think like, you know, the, the rollout period, it's there've been some strange choices where some things didn't work and I expected them to work, um, but it was usually optimization. Uh, but the way they've rolled it out has been really smart and it is really cool. Um but I'm also having this weird thing where, you know, I have three setups here where I have Xboxes plugged into monitors and I have, I've just been moving the X because of quick regime, I guess. Um, I've just been moving it between the three and now I'm like, do I want three Xbox Series Xs? Because that seems a bit stupid. So I guess I should get the S, but then because I can also play all of my games still on, I have the Cyberpunk Xbox One X just sitting here. I can still play all my games on that. It actually feels like I don't need to upgrade if I don't want to, and I can here's, just have here's, Series X here's, in my team. Here's the thing, though. Once you get used to those super snappy load times and quick resume, you're not going to be able to go back. That has definitely already happened. Game to load. Yeah. So I, the other day, I because I knew how bad a certain game was going to be on my Xbox One X, was actually Red Dead Redemption 2, I was like, I'll just go to the bathroom while I wait, which was never yeah. a thing that I thought about before. Go but make now a I sandwich while you wait for the game to load. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's, it's, it's agonizing. Yeah, it is. It is pretty brutal. Um, And I mean, it's just... The, yeah, so I have the Series X in my my pretty 4K TV with the 2.1 HDMI, and it's it's stunning. And I don't know, it's just very weird being able to play everything on everything and not have to change. Yeah. You've basically just, yeah. got every Xbox ever made in that one box, which is yeah. pretty, pretty thick. I love the way they brought that out. I think it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that's really and yeah, because, I mean, the, the, and honestly, not being able to play the Connect games, frankly, is a plus, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> well, don't say that to me and Alana. We like that Connect, Gary. We like. I that am an Connect. apologist. It's true. Yeah. It's true. Oh, God. I was yeah, actually, I, I actually, was, I know they had to say it because they had to make the exemption. But it's actually really weird to hear, even hear the word Connect coming out of, of an official Microsoft channel because these days they kind of act like what Connect? Never heard of it. That didn't happen. But it's good really. hardware. That's the crazy thing. Is like <laughs> it Connect. Was, it, it was good it hardware. Could tell if you were dead. 
and all kinds of homebrew people ended up doing really interesting, fun things with it yeah. outside of the video game space. The universities did some really cool yeah, stuff. Yeah, but it was yeah. but it was not ever a good piece of gaming hardware. I, no, I, here's I, what I will say: I'm a Connect apologist for games where Connect is not required. Okay, like, I used Whoa. it a lot in Zoo Tycoon. I used it a lot in Rise, like games mm-hmm. like that where you can use Connect to do things, but you don't have to. Right. Is where I really liked it. Games that depended on Connect, I've only played one, and it was atrocious. Let's, I still uh, I still remember when we were when they first announced it though, and we were all seduced by that, you know, kind of minority report. Good morning, Batman, like swiping windows yeah. around. That come on, that never happened. Well, that you never, could do the grab thing and, and my parents only knew how to use I'm sure I've said this before, my Xbox One, which they still have, my original Xbox One, um, if they were using Connect with their hands right. and, and their voice. They didn't know how to use the console otherwise, and it was their only way of having a smart TV because they didn't have a smart TV. So they used it all the time. Uh, for those kind of purposes and it seemed to work pretty well for them like i know that they loved that you could like sit down and it would sign you in when it saw your face and then you could grab and like and throw things around but yeah i mean it it didn't work anywhere near as good as we hoped it would like the hand thing you'd have to like leave there for like five seconds it's like no i need to just be able to swipe like like you said like batman yeah yeah it quite work that well the connect i'll always have funny stories of because i think of like you said a lot of the games that don't require it but like use it in some way i remember ncaa football had it what you could call audibles and call plays. And then on top of that, NBA implemented it. And I think it might've gone to Madden as well, where if it heard you start cursing or using foul language, it would call a technical on you. And oh, wow. I know a lot of people were not pleased with that one. I'll never forget that. I thought that was a lot of fun. <laughs> like something that would punish there. you. <laughs> what a weird uh, idea. That's funny. Oh, uh, it would have been cool. Mike, can you imagine if Fall Guys had that? I'd be on like a 50-year <laughs> timeout right now. I'd be banned <laughs> exactly. for life by the game. It would be cool if there were like games <laughs> that implemented it like the way that Phasmophobia has. Like I feel like Phasmophobia has done such a good job with um voice where i was playing that game the other night um with zombie who some people might know if you don't check her out she's great and she didn't know how to play the game uh we were not in the room where we knew the ghost was spawning which was in a kitchen i was in a laundry and she was in like a parking or a garage that was like next to each other she didn't know that when the haunt starts in that game you have to be silent so she asked the question of do I have to stop talking and I went yes shut the fuck up and then because I whispered (laughs) that I got killed immediately if I hadn't have been quiet, I was in the closed room, I was hiding, my light was out, I was perfect. But because I told her to shut up, I got killed. <laughs> I was like, I shouldn't have warned her, I would have been fine. <laughs> I gotta say, between Phasmophobia and Among Us, I'm kind of enjoying this current trend of games, like encouraging people to shut the fuck up and just play. Yeah. I kind of like yeah. it. I kind of yeah, like it. <laughs> I like Phasmophobia a lot. The absolute best. I would love to see if we'll ever see that again, right? I don't think we'll ever get back, not to the connect, but like with the voice command stuff, we'll ever get back to that kind of, you know, video game edition ever again. I don't think we will. We'll see that. I mean, I I think I I always thought the idea was decent in principle. The technology wasn't there. Maybe in a generation or two, the the, the technology, you know, I I believe in the Hello Batman future. Just the the tech wasn't there at the time. What did you think of Cortana? She would always come in when I was playing games, Lana, and like throw off my gameplay. What did you think about Cortana whenever you uh, would talk to her through the headset? Disabled, so I actually never used it. Okay. But I will say, like, I, I, the, one of the, the best Connect, maybe it was Forza Horizon 2. Um, I think that the name of the sort of AI that directs you around is Anna. I think that's what it's called, which I guess I would say Anna, um, if I'm remembering the name correctly. But you could you could ask her over Connect for your next objective. And you'd be like, send me to the nearest race. And that was really cool. 
that is a way that you would kind of use siri in real life or any of those other sort of ai speech things uh where you would just be like send me to this objective and that that was dope and like i can't see why we couldn't have that if it doesn't already exist again i always turn it off because i don't tend to talk very much when i'm playing games by myself um but to to be able to use that through cortana would be pretty neat but i don't want to speak to it in case i'm just like completely unaware of something that does already exist but what cortana would just show up and fuck with your games when when you don't want to that's what you're saying yeah. Oh, yeah. So if if it heard you, it would it would pop up the side menu to ask like Siri, "Hey, what would you like me to do?" And so you'd be in the middle of a Halo match, and Cortana would be there, and you'd start smashing B to try to get that screen off of uh, your gameplay. Classic I Cortana. Oh, I mean, that's Halo Three. She just shows up, and then you just have to walk around real slow for a bit because she just won't get out of your face when you walk through a tunnel or whatever. It's that rampancy. To be fair, she is going mad or has gone mad. Right? There's no so. excuse. Yeah, she's going <laughs> no mad. No excuse to ruin my gameplay. Gary is right. Stay I'm here. getting kills, Gary. In Halo Three, she was still really hot, so she kind of got away with it by being like a very hot silhouette of a woman that you'd be like, oh. All right, and then she disappear yeah. really quickly. So it was kind yeah, of okay. I've, I've been there. Been there. <laughs> been there. I love it. Some really Blade hot. Runner stuff is right. <laughs> Let's keep the fun going. Of course, we are just a couple of days away from the official launch of the Xbox Series X and S, and we got a fun one. You know, when we had Major Nelson on with me and Alana, I brought up, "Hey, I love bringing the gamers together," and we've talked about that through this launch cycle and. How would we adjust in COVID world? How would we adjust where we social distance and we can't really see each other and bring all of us together on November 10th to celebrate this big occasion for Team Xbox? So coming from Xbox Wire, Phil Spencer is going to give us the details on the official Xbox launch event, and I think it's awesome. So I'm going to read straight from it. Gaming connects us even in the most difficult of times. In a year that's consistently thrown challenge and change our way, games told us new stories, enriched our lives, and brought us together across physical and social distances. Your actions and games showed the power of play and the imaginative feats we can accomplish together. To honor the launch of the new Xbox generation, we invite you to celebrate this power of play with us. On November 10th, we invite you, players of all identities and backgrounds, console generations and devices, skill sets and tastes, to celebrate, connect, and play together. We invite you to grab your device of choice and play alongside Team Xbox, your favorite creators, and our partners right from your homes around the world. We invite you to take a glimpse behind the scenes of the next generation of games, hear the stories of people who make them, and play along with them. We invite you to tune in to our global live stream in celebration of play on November 10th at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time for all of our American viewers out there on YouTube, Twitch and Facebook gaming. Of course, if you're around the world, make sure to go check out your times there because they only provided American times on this one. And finally, think of our li- think of our live stream celebration as a companion to your gaming plans for the day. We'll host Let's Play segments with the creators, showcase special launch highlights from around the globe, and harness the power of gaming to rise to raise virtual funds for great causes. This will be a moment of play, not press releases as next generation consoles begin to land in the hands of players around the world. Alana, you know I get sappy and emotional when I think about seeing my friends gaming with my friends, sharing moments with the Xbox community and just the gaming world in general. And I asked Major Nelson, what are we going to do on the launch event? It looks like they have a great plan. What do you think about this timing-wise? The idea of, hey, this isn't just a 
press release hype segment. We're going to connect with you and game with you. What do you think about this kind of stance here? First, I just want to say I laughed out loud because uh, you said celebrate connect. And I guess it would have been celebrate, comma, connect. But I heard it because of our previous conversation as, oh, we're celebrating connect right now? Okay. Um, no, I think this is a really great idea. Obviously, it sucks that they can't have their big in-person events um, where, you know, they've done a lot of really cool stuff. We did speak about uh, some of the stuff they did on, on the podcast with Major Nelson. Um, and they always get so creative. I think I might have mentioned this before, but when I worked for Xbox Australia, the New Zealand team technically had the first launch because time zone wise, they're the first in the world. And they had someone like dive into a shark tank and get a case that had the first Xbox One. Like it was just so nuts and seeing all these different regions do different crazy things with, um, you know, whatever they really want to um, was, is always so cool. Even if you're not in that country, just knowing what other countries are doing for console launches is, is awesome to see. And, you know, seeing like different people lined up outside stores from entirely different places all over the world, I think is just you kind of get a reminder of how big gaming is and how passionate people are about it. So it sucks to have lost that. And I think this is kind of the perfect way to remedy it, to, to still get the community together digitally as everyone else is having to do this year is a really great idea. I, I don't know what else they could have done. And I think it's, um, you know, the, the mention of this isn't about press releases. It's about, you know, people coming together. I feel like that's genuine. Um, and I, yeah, I appreciate it. It's, it's, it's cool. I think it's a great idea. I love that. Gary, are you going to be participating here and connecting with your fellow gamers? What do you think about this? Yeah, I'm ex I'm excited to to see what happens. Look, 2020 has been a shit show, right? No one's happy. Everyone's miserable. It's been awful or like a historically bad year. A hundred years from now, they'll be talking about how shitty this year was. And so we take our moments of joy and 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 pleasure and escape where we can find them. Um, it do, it does so you know every five or six years when a new generation rolls around these big big you know mega events, whether you go to them or not, it's you know it is it is a totemic thing that everyone kind of gathers around and we're excited about it um and you know we don't get to do that this year and so these kind of virtualized events uh are going to have to um uh uh fill in it remains to be seen uh, you know we've already seen all through most of the year you know virtual e3 virtual you know all you know all kinds of things you know, the, the apple and playstation and xbox events have all been um you know curated for a virtual you know a remote audience rather than a, than a live one and so definitely like a little something's lost in translation not having kind of the hype of the live crowd and the live event that you get to broadcast out to everyone else but i'm optimistic that you know if, if anyone if anyone can as we were talking earlier about what a great job uh, their marketing and pr and their hype team does over at Xbox, if if anyone can 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 fill the gap and make this feel like as good as an event as they could have done, were it fully live, it's these guys. So I, I'm interested to see how they do it, but I'm 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 optimistic that they'll pull it off and generate kind of all the hype and excitement that they that they want to. Yeah, I'm really excited too because it's not like a an 11 p.m. to midnight situation, right? This is hey, the day that the console releases, when you have it in your hands. Let's all hang out for a fun afternoon. I didn't want to stay up late. I really didn't right. want to stay up late for a hype you know um marketing segment that we're going to see with maybe old halo footage or certain games that may or may not be there i want to connect with the xbox team i want to connect with my fellow players and i think this is a great idea right let's come together for a fun afternoon of gaming we'll have let's plays we'll have different creators come on and talk to you about their games and what they've done and man man i think they've figured it out and i really hope that it goes well for them and i'm sure it will because they have the power and they're going to power our dreams on November 10th at 11 a.m. West Coast, Best Coast time. I'm excited <laughs> as can be.
I, I mean, what, I mean, when you think about it, what are we really losing? Like, I, I still remember that. You know, remember that image of the, the of Bill Gates like giving the first Xbox to the first guy in line when they first launched it. Like, that's kind of cool. But like, I don't know. Is any is anything is anything really lost when you when we don't have those? I mean, it is nice to have that in, in unless unless you're one of the few people that's actually there. I don't know how much of that really gets kind of communicated to people kind of watching at home. Like, it's nice to have those moments, but um, I don't know how much. I, so, I don't know how, you know, as how someone, much we really lose who is isolating alone in a small apartment, I feel the loss of it. Like, I feel like, you know, this is a console launch that I would have been excited about. There probably would have been some kind of party or something at the Microsoft Theater where I would have seen all my friends and different people from out of town who I haven't seen all year. Um, I certainly personally feel like I, I miss, without even knowing what it would have been, the fact that we don't have an in-person launch for these consoles. But I think that's just because I am so deprived of a social life in 2020. So for me yeah. or in my situation, I'm like, you know, I don't talk to anyone at all outside of like on a screen right now. Um, I think I, I think that's totally valid. But let's also not forget that that experience is limited to people like us who are in a very, very privileged class, the few hundred or a thousand people that actually get to go to that event. I'm, I'm thinking about like the you hundreds of thousands, the millions of people that are, are watching it from home anyway. In terms of what they're seeing, is it really yeah. going to be that different? I don't think they would have done an exclusive thing. Microsoft doesn't really do that. It would have been it would have been a fan fest type thing where fans would have frankly come first. That's true. What they tend to do. Yeah. Um. Before us. Uh. Or they like you know have us in for an hour and then open it up to everyone else is what they did for the and even Ori just launch. the ex and even just the experience of people like standing in line outside kind of game stops and you know best buys or whatever around the country at midnight. Like I think uh, there might I, I doubt there there might still be a little bit. I hope not. I hope there's not too much of it because I don't think it's 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 healthy or safe to do so. Um, but you're not you're not you're not going to see those images from all around the country of people kind of shivering in lines outside, you know, Walmart or whatever at you know midnight waiting to get their first Xbox because I think everyone's probably hopefully doing the smart thing and staying at home and waiting for the FedEx guy to show up. The the next spanner in the works is are people really going to get these consoles? Like I have some friends in a text thread today who've been like, so I have two of these pre-ordered. Do you think I'm going to get either of them? I've not gotten any confirmation, so uh, that rollout's going to be well, no soon me. enough. Yeah. I, this, this is a subject for a different podcast, but I saw some scary thing about like like saying that majority of people who pre-ordered a PlayStation 5 won't get it on launch day. I don't know what that was based on, but I do think there are going to be, whether it's on November 10th or November 12th, there are inevitably going to be some disappointment. I think that was uh, Amazon emails that were coming through. Um, I know for PlayStation's actual site, if you were lucky enough to get an invite for that. Um, they were saying, and this is something that like Greg and I were talking about when that was happening of like, we'll see it when we believe it or we'll be believe it when we see it. Um, that if you got to pre-order from PlayStation's direct site, um, they were guaranteeing it'll come on the day of launch. So, um, right. and with the early, uh, um, like a uh, controller and I think I'm getting the, the charging uh, station today because they're like shipping out um, accessories early. Those are supposed to that, come yeah. today and they're doing it through FedEx. And so I feel like today might be a test run for their site of like how well this actually works of trying to get be a, people their, uh, get their systems on the online. There's going to be a lot of people as, as, yeah. as we approach launch, you know, frantically, you know, waiting for that email, that shipping confirmation. Then on launch day, their nose is pressed up against the glass, waiting for the UPS truck. You know, when is it? Cause it always comes like right at the end of the day you know like this is before 8 p.m and you get it at like 801 or whatever it's it's not fun i remember waiting for animal crossing because we were dumb enough to order physical <laughs> copies waiting for that to come all my friends who ordered digital were playing like at midnight you know for hours before our uh, our copies showed up but yeah it's like i mean i have two playstations uh pre-ordered 
um, because not because I want to, but because you know maybe if one doesn't come through, the other one does. Mm. And then yeah, you from don't different you, websites or whatever. Yeah, from I think one is at Amazon and the other one is, I don't remember exactly where Target I think, but the idea is that if I get I'll get both. If if I get both, I'll just there's inevitably going to be someone in my circle of friends who couldn't get one, and I'll just exactly. pass it on to them. Yeah, um, that was my logic as well. I'm yeah. getting one from a friend because um, I have three friends who have extras, so we're hoping that that works out. <laughs> really <Right>. hope so. <laughs> well, we all here at Kind of Funny hope that everybody gets their consoles in a timely and safe manner, but no matter what, if you want to connect with your fellow gamers, if you want to connect with the Xbox community, and most of all, if you want to connect with Team Xbox, get out there and enjoy that console launch event. It's going to be a ton of fun. It's going to be a great afternoon spent with all of your best friends. To wrap up the show, of course, your November games with gold are the following. Origami Shadow Edition, Full Spectrum War. Origami is really cool. Play it. Ooh, it's really, okay. really cool. Really fun stealth game. Okay, heck yeah. Sorry. Thank you, Alana, for that one. No, I appreciate that because I was going to say Swim Sanity is the next one. Go check out Swim Sanity. It's a great couch co-op party type game. You're going to love it. It's a lot of fun. I've actually met the developers and they are some great guys. And I'm always happy to see them at conventions when we used to go and uh, share the hype with them in their game. So I hope that this is a great launch on Games with Gold, and I can't wait to see more. Wrapping it out is LEGO Indiana Jones, the original adventures, all totaling up for 3,000 gamer score. Boy, Snowbike Mike is getting close to my 100,000 gamer score Ooh, team milestone. So I'm really excited to uh, ding that and have some fun with everybody. I just, uh, just to give a shout out to, to Gamer Score, so there's this game called Sayonara Wild Hearts. Very short game that you can finish really quickly. It's sort of like a, a rhythm music game. Um, and I didn't get any achievements for finishing the game. And I was like, what garbage is this? And then I looked through the achievements list and I realized that they're all cryptic puzzles that you have to solve. So uh. the, all of the achievements are, and I, what I loved it though. So I spent like several hours being like, what could this mean? Cause it's, it's stuff like, um, uh, there was one that was, you basically had to pause and unpause a menu in, in any map 12 times. Okay. And it, and what is the point like, of that? Well, it's basically the point of it is not that uh, what you have to do to get the achievement is the fun. It's solving the riddle to figure out what you have to do was the part that was really okay. fun. And I really enjoyed okay. it. I thought it was a really creative way to have achievements. So like what it was written as was something a lot. And it's all done in this like Zodiac map. Um, and it was written as something that was like, you know, I, I was indecisive very quickly about a dozen times. So like it's like it's written okay, like I that. See. So all right. Figure out what these clues Okay, so there is like a the logical uh, thing. Yeah. To, okay, I'm, okay, have, Sure, clues, and I was just like, it's such a cool way to like have an achievements list. So I, I won't spoil any more of them if anyone's interested in that game. I think no, I ended I, up getting. I played that on Apple Arcade. I really liked that game. Yeah, uh, it's it's really nice, regardless. Maybe two hours to finish, but that that was one of great, my most unique achievement yeah. experiences recently, and that I would highly really recommend. Music. It. Queen Latifah. It's got it. Amazing. It's great. great yeah. Great Don't look play. up the people, guys. Just go go try it. Go do it. Great gameplay. Incredible visuals. Awesome music. Queen Latifah, and one of the few games I've ever just straight up bawled and cried, and I actually had to turn off one of my streams. Yeah, it was beautiful because I finished really? it and I cried like a big baby, oh. Alana. Oh, it hit me so hard. You know, yeah, I, I had it not, not quite as powerful because nothing, nothing ever will be. But I had a similar experience that I had with Journey, where it just kind of felt like this beautiful, like like tone poem. Like there was just, it just felt like you know artistry happening right in front of you. And you can, you know, it's a short game. You can get in and out and just have a really good experience with it. The only game that's ever made me cry is Gears Two. So, oh, but let's let's try not to get emotional right now. This I is cried the, the pro shooter, and you guys are like Journey. That's, Sorry, that, that <laughs> reminds me of my grandpa. The only movie he's ever cried in was Major League because the Cleveland Indians actually beat the New York Yankees. That's just <laughs> fucking hilarious. Uh, 
Yeah, it gives been... to me the emotional, to be clear. Sorry, I'm going to oh, let you finish, Mike. Don't worry, I, I want to make sure we get <laughs> was it, all was out Was it when here, you were chainsawing your way it. outside the... The, the giant one. The giant monster, yeah. Exactly. Uh-huh. Very I ch- emotional. I, 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 cool. I choked up that one as well, yeah. It hits oh. me every time. <laughs> <laughs> that has been your episode of the kind of funny X cast. I wish we could keep Alana a whole lot longer, but guess what? She's not going anywhere. You can go check her out on all of her social media. She's going to pimp that in just a moment. And of course we're going to do our best to bring her back because she means the world to all of us here at kind of funny. So Alana pump it up, tell them what's going on, where they can find you. And uh, mm-hmm. we'll cheer you on one last time. Well, yeah, so my I'm still making all my content on my YouTube channel. I'm keeping my podcast, um, which for anyone who doesn't know, I do with Troy Baker, uh, Mike Bithell, and Austin Wintery, speaking of Journey, he's the composer, um, where we basically have four people who are in very different segments of the games industry talk about our different vocations. And yesterday there would have been our Halloween episode went up where everyone was in costume, and I think it's hilarious. So that goes up every Friday. Um, and yeah, definitely still going to be making content on my own. I, I have every intention of continuing to collaborate with people that I've worked with before. It's just, you know, when you start a new job, you kind of have to commit to your new job. <laughs> it's kind of the way that it works. So uh, I can't see any reason why, you know, with flexibility, I couldn't, uh, you know, keep showing up on Kind of Funny and, and also keep showing up on Funhouse and all that good stuff too. So definitely hope to, but we'll see how uh, the future goes. And I should be able to tell everyone what I'm doing Pretty much in the middle of November, maybe in like three weeks or so, I think. Um, and I'm very excited. And I just want to thank you guys both for joining me on this show. I've had a wonderful time. You're all just, we've had some very fun conversations that I feel like this show has not been an echo chamber. And I really appreciate that about it. Like different takes, different opinions, different perspectives. Um, despite, I think, probably a, a strong love for Halo really across the board. But anyone who likes video games should love Halo across the board, really. So it's been it's been wonderful to be here, and thank you for having me, and thank you to the entire kind of funny community for you know going on this journey with all of us. I really appreciate you guys. Thank you. It's gonna be a hard seat to fill, Mike. Oh, I'm already crying, Gary. Gary, pump it up, pump it up, pump it up. Let's get out of here. Again, quick. I'm getting those gears too. Emotional vibes right now. <laughs> you guys will be fine. Also, Mike, it's just been so cool to watch you like grow as a host. It's been it's been awesome. It's very cool to see that in real time. You've done an amazing job. Thank you, Alana, to you for all the inspiration, the encouragement, and all the support. Thank you to the best friends who have always left nice comments. It means the world to me and all of your favorite creators out there. So go have sure. a positive impact on somebody's day. Get ready for the console launch nearing very, very soon. We're going to have a very fun special guest next week that I can't wait to tell you all about. But until then, go out there. Power your dreams. <laughs> And be great. We got a special guest. You left me for it. I needed you the most. Get out of here. Bear cut it. We got to go. I love you guys.